Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. So I just, I ordered a $5 converter. 12 volt, 300, right there. Yeah, but I, I it's a two pack. I don't want to, I don't want to risk it. Blow it up, blow it up, <laughs> blow it up. everyone i'm ryan and i am steve and this is 60 cycle hum the guitar buying selling trading modding fixing breaking reviewing playing random internet joke podcast <laughs> our opening topic comes from simon jeffries off our facebook group and he asked to capo or not to capo and i want to you know whether it is noble to increase Thine uh, key by adding a piece of rubber on a spring to your guitar and thus moving yourself up the fretboard while playing the same chord shapes. I want to spice up that question a little bit to make it more clickbaity for the purposes of getting more of you to watch. Are capos cheating, Steve? No. No, they're not. They're just they're just a tool and they allow you to do it took off your plastic coat. Oh, thank you. I didn't even realize I had that on that controller. They're just a tool that allows you to, you know, do what you want to do on a guitar. And there's people who use them in creative ways that allow them to do what other people can't do on guitar. Um, so yeah. And some fine. people use them because they want to play in the key of B, but they want to use G shapes. And that's fine too. Just freaking make be happy. Just play music. Be and happy have fun. that people are making music that makes them happy. You know what? You're playing in some band and you got a singer, and the singer's like, you know what? I don't like this in C. Let's try it in C sharp. You don't know if you're gonna stay on C sharp. It's fine to throw on the capo and be like, well, I'm just gonna move everything up one fret and I keep my same chord shapes because I have them memorized instead of trying to fudge through learning all the different chord shapes that I could be using here. Like, oh, what do I do with this diminished chord? I don't know. Uh, What's a, a diminished chord? They're a tool. Anyone anyone who gets upset about capos or music stands on stage or blah, 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 blah sucks and needs to sit down and shut up because your opinion doesn't matter. I think if you're in an originals band, you should learn all of your own songs. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to put that one out there. If you're playing your own original music... You should know this song. Everything else, I don't really, you know. There's a, there's a guy I follow on TikTok, and he made the point the other day that for most of the people in a band, they're still in a cover band, even if it's an original band. <laughs> and I've been thinking about that a lot, where it's like, yeah, you have, you have like the one or two people in the band that that wrote or co-wrote the song together and maybe each musician you know came up with you know elements of their parts but a lot of times there are members of the band even if it's an original band that are technically just covering right music I, that someone else wrote i've just always found that for whatever reason uh when it comes to like whole song structures i can remember them when i 
I can remember them more easily when I had a hand in writing them. Hmm. And the other thing that I found, you brought up the freaking music stand thing. You got me all fired up. Oh, man. Here we go. Uh, oh, man. Steve's I'm not really, cracking I'm his not knuckles. Really that fired up. He's but, ready to go. But I, it's I, fist fighting time. It's funny because a lot of the people, I have seen people say, like, well, you know, like, uh, you, you see this argument a lot in church circles uh, about music stands. And a lot of people say, like, well, it's like the song is just like four chords or six chords or whatever. And that's fine. You know, whatever. Right. That's your argument. Like, oh, how hard is it to remember, you know, five, four, like four, three or four sections, you know, six total chords. But then a lot of the people that I have seen. So, so that is one segment of the argument. And they're basically people who are saying like, oh, just memorize it. It's easy. And there's other people who also say like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't use a music stand or I don't need a music stand. And the reason they don't need a music stand is because they don't actually play the freaking song. Right. They have a sheet that says name of the song and the key it's in, and they just play pentatonic shapes. You know what? I feel attacked right now. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, but, but you've already said like you don't really care about music stands and one way or another. I play the major scale at Steve. Oh, sorry. I play the major scale at church, not the pentatonic. No pentatonic minors for you. First position major scale for me all day. <laughs> Right, like, listen, like, there's there's a time and place for everything. There's a time and place for that argument. There's a time and place where it's like, yeah, absolutely, everyone should have sheet music. Like, you're in a you know an orchestra or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, everyone's gonna have sheet music. You're in an originals band touring. You shouldn't have sheet music. You're playing it. That being that being said, I, this is a thing that that has cropped up more and more. Uh, a lot of these a lot of these bands that were like big in the uh, you know, in the nineties or whatever that are doing these revival tours, the lead singers are going out there with like one of the things they have on stage is a freaking television a teleprompter for the they, lyrics because they've got five albums. And even right. though they're, and they're doing, you know, a two hour set, they're doing 20, 25 songs. They got a freaking teleprompter because Rob Thomas can't remember the damn words to smooth. You need a cheat sheet. You know, it's fine. Whatever tool you need. That's really the theme of this, of this, you know, loose topic we're talking here. Whatever tool you need to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish is fine. You know, one time, do it. One time I was at a Guns N' Roses show and uh, I saw Slash using a capo and it just ruined it for me. Ruined the entire show. Yeah. Never look at. Guns and Roses. I'm, I've never been to a Guns and Roses show. I don't know if he. I, I don't, don't think if, Slash would use a capo because he doesn't. Does Slash chord? He just <laughs> kind of plays, you know, arpeggios. Yeah, high up on the fretboard. Slash Slash doesn't need a music stand because his cheat sheet just says November Rain, <laughs> Key of A, and he's like, okay, cool, I got this. Pentatonic minor, pentatonic minor, right. and people are like. Yeah, I think that was the riff. He's is that the riff? I think it was the riff. He's got a he's got a, a a piece of paper and just in big writing it says, "Don't forget to do a bend." <laughs> <laughs> oh Kirk, man! Kirk Hammett's got a cheat sheet. It's just each each uh, one. It says like so, like track one, track or like song one, two, three, but it's just yes or no, and the question for each of the songs is. Is there a wah solo? (laughs) 
that was a Kirk Hammett joke, everybody. Kirk Hammett probably like has appealed to like the classical musicians guild to try to get uh notation invented for wah pedals. <laughs> um anyway, yeah, capos. It just doesn't it just capos, doesn't matter. music stands, auto tune, all these are all like controversial tools that people get on the internet and think that they have a valid like reason to say that other people shouldn't use them. There's no tool that is off limits in my opinion. Like who cares? Like what if we had these arguments about tuners and I'm sure there are people who do have that I've, argument. I've literally like, seen people are like, you have a headstock tuner. You should just be able to tune by ear. Like, Oh, you use a tuner pedal. Like, Oh, you can't tune by ear. Don't even, right. why even bother being a musician if you don't have perfect pitch? You, I mean, if you're not born with it, what are you even doing? You don't even need perfect pitch. You just have to memorize the E. <laughs> right. E, is that an E? I don't know. Remember the old days? I used to tune by ear to like whoever I was playing with. It took forever and it sucked. And then you'd go out of tune. You like, everyone stop. Hey, everyone stop. Pedals are amazing. All this technology is amazing. Capos are amazing. I don't use them because I don't play chords a lot. And if I need to you know, play a chord, I can fudge it with a power chord if I really can't do the fingering for it or whatever. But like some rhythm guitarist that's you know half leading a band and there's a singer or whatever, and they want to change the chord voicing really quick, change the key really quick, like it's a tool that works. Like yeah. one, of these, on. one of these days I'm going to get busted because I'm, we're going to show up. And they're gonna change a. They're gonna um, change a song, and and they're only gonna change it by like if the person who's supposed to be leading the song is gonna be like, uh, I think I can sing this, but like, I, my I'm, my throat's a little sore, so can we move this? Can we like drop this like a a, a half step or whatever? Yeah. And so I'm gonna need to play a song in like B flat instead of B, and I'm just gonna be like. What screws me up is if some song gets changed from G major to like F major, mm-hmm. I've lost my first position uh, major scale. I was going to play up here. Now I've got to play all the way up here. Oh, oh. oh great. Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm half joking. Terrible. I'm, half, I'm half serious. <laughs> How am I supposed to phone this one in? I have to think about where I'm putting my fingers. You should always think about where you're putting your fingers. Sometimes it's just fun to be in the moment, Steve. That's fair. Fair. <laughs> just let your fingers go where they want to go. Whoa. <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> That's with consent. <laughs> Always with enthusiastic consent. Okay? Just to make that perfectly clear. <laughs> What's Jeez, new? Man. What's new? We don't need to do any more of this We're, topic. Are we going to do an ad? Or are you going to do what's new? Let's do what's new. Oh, man. We're going out of order again. They got a, uh, a long guitar back there. You do got a long guitar back there. Hanging behind me. Uh, you got that other long guitar two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, you were like, hey, I'm going to bring back the Eastwood. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, that sounds great. I've been thinking about trying to jam with bass with the little uh, the little Fender Micro Mustang headphone plug oh, that I have. Yeah, yeah. So I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, it's a short scale bass. I don't know if anyone can see it. It's, it's kind of behind my head there. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to spend some time uh, playing bass. I haven't played bass in a long time. Play along yeah, to some like. You haven't owned a bass in a while. No, right? I haven't. Uh, spend some time playing along to YouTube tracks and maybe working up, um, you know, 
a repertoire of bass riffs yeah. that I could drop into videos. If I get used to playing bass enough, then I could end videos like, oh, here's baritone, and now here's bass. And all, just keep all, going lower only, and lower. The only riffs you need are uh, Peter Gunn. Um, I I said to Steve earlier, I'm I'm basically just gonna go watch Patrick Hunter videos and steal like two or three of his riffs and then call it a day and just be done. For for what it's worth, your first position major scale uh, riffs are you know that's ska right? It's just a, <laughs> just a walking baseline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would honest. I would love to actually learn like enough of a like a jazz bass walk. To fake a little bit of jazz bass. Like, I would like to learn that. And then, like, some... Maybe a little bit of funk. I'm never going to learn how to, like, like slap at a bass, you know? I'm don't, never going to get Davey 504 over here. It's not, it's not... I say it's not worth learning because I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine it's a lot like pinch harmonics, where, like, once you learn how to do pinch harmonics on a guitar with high gain and like dive bomb squeals and stuff. That's all you want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's impressive mm-hmm. to people that like that one sound, but everyone else is just like, can you, can you, can you just play, can you just play bass? Yeah. There's a, you know, I, I watched a video the other day that someone was walking through it and at its core, it's kind of just like a, it's like a slap and then the octave pluck. So it's like, burnt burnt I'm just like, right. I don't even, it's one of those things where it's like, I see where the technique is and I'm like, Oh, I could, I could practice this. But then I'm like, where am I going to use this? Right. Right. I have a, how, I have a friend apply to my daily life. I have a friend who's a, uh, a professional musician slash a studio producer mm-hmm. tech sort of guy. And, uh, he is religiously against slap bass. He's like, it has no place. In the music that I want to be associated with making, it's fine that it takes a certain amount of skill, but I like he is against that sound being featured in songs. So earlier when we were talking about this, I showed you a Wolfpack, uh, Wolfpack, 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 Wolfpacks, Wolfpacks uh, video. I showed you a Joe's Wolves. I showed you Joe Dark. We're ripped. And I know a lot of people out there really love Wolfpack and, and uh, Corey Wong and, uh, and Joe Dart and all those guys are incredible mm-hmm. musicians. Sure. Chris Teeley from uh, Nickel, uh, Nickelback, not Nickelback, Nickel Creek, actually like moonlights with those guys sometimes playing like funk mandolin. Nice. I guess. I don't know. But uh, with I, like lots of compression and wah. So, so, uh, so like an auto filter on a mandolin. I, he like mandolin battled like their saxophone player or something. In, that sounds in, serious. In, uh, in one of the videos I was watching. But the thing that I found with them is because of because it's like okay, it's really it's it's white guy funk, but it's like really good white guy funk. Like it's not bad white. Let's guy be funk. honest, white guy funk is better and different than white guy reggae. Yeah, yeah. I well, would much rather listen to white guy funk than white guy reggae. I think in my I think when for me like white guy funk is is really the issue with it is white guy funk is kind of like prog metal. Yeah, where it sits in the space where it's like you are doing what you're doing at an extremely, like, impressively good level, to the extent where I'm not sure if you're making music anymore. Yeah, uh, and that was how I felt about Wolfpack after about 15, 20 minutes. I was like, okay, the last like three songs you've played have just been like 
muted jazz chords, like where both the uh, bass player and the guitar player are playing very rhythmically impressive. Yeah. But it kind of just sounded like drum, like, uh, are you familiar with quad toms in a marching band? Right. Sounds like quad toms in a marching band. Yeah. There's music that is for people. We're going to get a bunch of hate comments. Here's the title of this episode. Capos? Steve hates Wolfpack. There's there's music that is made for people who like songs. People that like music. Songs or music. Yeah. There's music that is made for people that like musicians. Mm -hmm. And they want to hear a musician doing the most musician-y thing that they can do. And oftentimes when you go into that side of the spectrum of music that's all about just what a musician can do, it stops being songs. It starts being an exhibition, you know? Yeah. It starts, I, I, being, it starts being an athletic event. And I think for your general audience that wants to hear a song, they want to hear a chorus, a couple of verses, a bridge. They want a hook. Yeah. They you know, want something they can dance to. You know, the 15 minute bass solo is not music to them. <laughs> Which is fine. There's music for everyone. There really is. There's something for everyone out there, and it doesn't mean that one is superior or inferior to the other. Right. right. Unless we're talking about pop punk, which is all trash. (laughs) 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 It's important to have enemies and draw a line in the sand and be like, these are the group of people I'm against so that everyone can rally behind you and be like, yeah, we're against them too. My line is pop punk. And it's probably more detrimental to this channel than beneficial. I'm gonna go. Th- then I'm uh, if I if I if one person hates pop punk, who does that hurt? Who do, you know, like for for the next six months? I'm just gonna work on all of the classic pop punk riffs. I'm gonna be like Ryan. I'm ready to make a pedal demo. I'm just gonna come over here and play. Uh, it's just gonna be like a or some kind of dirt pedal, and all I'm gonna play are pop punk songs. All the distortion pedals. All right, you can ask me what's new. I thought that was your what's new. We're still talking about the long guitar that I Yeah, All that's right. kind of your what's okay, new. Okay, what's your what's new? Uh, I'm thinking about, and I don't know if I want to do it. It's kind of a... Is it animal, oh, vegetable, or mineral? It is mineral. Mm. It is mineral. Um, is it a duck? Ducks are minerals, right? Ducks are animals. Ah, damn it. I always get that wrong. Uh, I'm trying to decide if I want to get a less trim for my Les Paul. Ah. And part of me is like... Why not get a more trim for your Les Paul? I know. I know. Uh, part of me is like, I do want it because then I can be like... Wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of me... And then the orange. What about that? Yeah. I like that. Well, so one of the things I was thinking about is I really like the way my Les Paul plays. Uh, but I still think... Uh, the most fun guitar that I've owned, semi-owned, owned for a few weeks and then sent back to the manufacturer uh, was that um, PRS that we had a few mm. years ago, the PRS S2. Dude, uh, that was like seven years ago now. Was it seven years ago? so long ago. Um, and that had a Bigsby, and that was just a ton of fun to just do that little flutter. Yeah. You know, you don't need a chorus pedal when you can just go, you know, anyway. Uh, so, so I just was thinking about like, oh, I could get like 
first I started thinking about getting the um, the Bigsby. With, then you got to do the tailpiece thing and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then do you, to vibromate or not to vibromate, that's the question. And the thing with the Bigsby is even with, I think on a Les Paul, if you do the tailpiece Bigsby, uh, you're still like, the vibromate doesn't actually keep you from modifying your guitar because I'm pretty sure you still have to mount the Bigsby to yeah, the, to that, the, where the button strap button is. The strap button part has like three screws. Yeah. So you're still putting holes in your guitar. Yeah. Uh, but with the less trim, it just replaces your, your tailpiece. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of thinking about going that way, but I just don't know enough about them. I, think, I don't know if it's a thing I want to do. I think that if you're curious that direction, because you might put on a trim and find out this guitar is not compatible with trim without some other upgrades, like like figuring out things with a nut, figuring mm. out things with the bridge mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, you might put on the less trim and be like, I'm just not using this. Yeah. And so it's better to start that way than commit holes to your guitar. Oh, yeah. But you sure. might put it on there and be like, yeah, I'm actually using this quite a bit. But I do wish I was getting a more Bigsby vibe off of it because the less trim doesn't feel quite like a Bigsby. It's, right. it's wider. It's got a wider range to it mm-hmm. and it's more touch sensitive. Like a Bigsby, like you, it's really forgiving. Like yeah, it's this really soft touch it. sort of thing and really kind of um, subtle. So if you like, I know I love this, but I want a more Bigsby-ish experience or you just want the big speed look because the big speed look is way more classic looking than the less trim. Yeah. Um, I think it's more attractive looking, but I think I prefer the functionality of the less trim. Uh, you know, I, I think that's the, the right place to start. And it's like pick, find one used or buy one off the internet and you'll be able to sell it. used. To, heck, yeah. If you decide you don't yeah. want it anymore, I'll buy it off of you. The, the real dumb thing I think is i also have this idea going around in my head. I was like, do I just need to buy another guitar? <laughs> Well, there is always that option. Is this my my my, uh, my father-in-law has one of these one of the like cheap Gretches? I, I think they're like four or five hundred bucks. Yeah, the, yeah, like an electromatic the, or something. Uh, well, it's it's uh, I think it's an electromatic, but it's the stream. Is it Streamliner? Sure, sure. No, it's the synchrom synchromatic. I think, and it's got some kind of Bigsby on it. In my head, it does anyway. Uh, I always forget that your father-in-law is a guitarist. Yeah, yeah. So. That's a fun guitar until it's like, do I want one of those? I don't know. Everyone needs a Gretsch, right? Yeah, everyone. Everyone, every, everyone needs a Gretsch. If you don't have a Gretsch, then you're not everyone, right? Anyway, that's a thought that I had. If you have less trim experience, let me know. Or if you have more trim experience. Okay. More or less trim experience. Like We want to hear from both of you. All right, first sponsor. Yeah, this episode's first sponsor is Big Ear Pedals. They make pedals uh, that are pretty simple, like three knobs. You almost did the Chase Bliss and, uh, thing. That- and, uh, except the Albi has two knobs. Yeah. Uh, and one of them is actually a selector switch. Uh, but that actually makes the Albi extra simple, except it also has two modes, depending on like how you, anyway. The Albi is the most simple multi-effect pedal that you will ever encounter in your yeah. entire life. It's great. It's I got really like one it. rotary switch, it's got one knob, and it has a foot switch. Mm-hmm. It's got three controls, but it's a multi-effect. Oh, yeah. It gives you eight different selections of curated multi-effect sounds, modulations, mm-hmm. reverbs, delays, and so on, all mixed together to just mm, perfection you don't have to tweak anything it's already good 
you just can adjust the mix against your dry signal, yep. or you can hold down that foot button and get into super kneel mode, which gives you extended versions or max out versions of that setting that you're on. Do you on. usually use it at non-latching? I use it as, uh, no, I, I, I use it so that it stays on the normal mode and then I hold down the foot switch to get momentary bursts. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Cool. Remember when Josh Scott was on our Facebook group the other day and he was like, can anyone recommend a, uh, a nice reverse Firebird that isn't Gibson? And then everyone re- recommended all these brands and he's like, I meant non-reverse. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did you see that? No. It was remind, I was reminded of that moment. What does that with have our, to do with bigger la- Our latching, unlatching oh, yeah, sort of yeah. conversation is what it reminded me of. Look, here's the thing. You want to know when bigger pedals are available? Go to biggerpedals.com. Get on the mailing list. Follow them on Instagram. You know, turn on those notifications. Smash that like button. All that stuff. Yeah. Here's what I do. I have a, like maybe a handful of Instagram accounts that I always want to see what they post. I go through and I like every single thing to keep them in the top of in the, in the top of my algorithm. Here's what I do. I came up, I came up with an alternate Instagram account. You guys can all do this. It's easy. Come up with an alternate Instagram account and I only follow bigger pedals with it. I only see bigger pedal posts with the alternate account. Like if you're if you're truly devoted to a brand, you'll do that. I don't actually do that. That would be wild. I'm say which accounts is that? <laughs> All right, uh, you want to do this first ad? I do. This first ad was sent by Joey Looney. It's a lightning bolt. It has an Epiphone Les Paul pickup, a Music Man replacement neck, uh, and some pretty decent tuners. Uh, Plays fine and sounds good. Uh, It's been set up, but it was only roughly sanded before paint. Great for a beginner to have. Cool guitar. Hit me up. This was listed for $50 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know what this would be perfect for? Lighting on fire? LARPing. Lightning bolt! 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 That's how old I am. If you if you know that particular meme from the internet, that particular gif. Then you are the same age as I, I go, am. I go a little older. I cast magic missile out the darkness. <laughs> what did, did he said something about mana? Right, like my mana is low or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty that I that's a pretty fun. Anyway, this is a really weird lightning bolt. I think it's like is this the the would this be uh, subject to the Supro uh, cease and desist? Oh, my Super Amp is down there. I can't see. Uh, no, because the Super one is like curved. But it, you know what? I'm going to tell you as an artist. Was this the Harry Potter season to see? As a graphic designer who has done many, many graphics over the years with lightning bolts in them. Lightning bolts are hard. They're actually really tricky to get right. And I don't fault anyone for like kind of making them a little bit awkward. Uh, but this one is pretty awkward and it looks like the tip is going to break off and the tip constitutes a major amount of wood. Um, this is a hack job. I mean, it's a full blown hack job. It's, it, it looks like the pickup route was carved with a spoon. It is not reading. It looks like the whole thing was carved with a spoon. Yeah. In the description, it says, uh, only a rough sand job before paint. It's like, Oh yeah. That's why your paint job was bad. No, your paint job was bad because you suck at painting. 
It remi- this is a sad story. It reminds me of a time when I was a teenager and I would babysit uh, local kids uh, to make money. And there was this kid down the street that I would babysit that had a, a single mom sort of situation. And they <laughs> Where were... Where is this going? They were doing a Pinewood Derby. Okay. Uh, I think through scouts or something like yeah. that. And the mom had never done anything like that before. And she tried to whittle a Pinewood Derby car. For their for her kid, uh-huh. and it it kind of looked like this. Like <laughs> it's like she might as well have been using a spoon. Like I think she was whittling it with a kitchen knife or something. And I felt really bad for her. And it was a it was when you babysit as a teenager, you kind of encounter some sad moments. Yeah. Anyway, this was listed for fifty bucks. It's sold. I would say fifty bucks is an appropriate price. I'm not gonna, oh yeah, I'm not for gonna fifty argue. for fifty bucks, sure. Like, I just realized the tuners aren't matched, <laughs> so oh maybe it's not worth fifty bucks. I don't think it matters. Like for fifty bucks, like you get this to smash it on stage. You know, you get this as a novelty for a one time thing. It, you can even get it on stage without it breaking. That bridge looks like it. I don't know. It's kind of a compelling bridge design. It has the those edge rails on it, but yeah. then the, the saddles themselves look really cheap. I doubt there's any part of this that is redeeming as far as component quality goes. I mean, you could salvage that humbucker and the it knobs. It only has four strings. Um, I have this no gu- idea. This guitar would have been... Um, I think that's a Dean headstock. It, it's one of the cheaper Dean. It might be like a Dean Playmate headstock, yeah. Or something similar to that. I mean, it looks really rough. But for 50 bucks, the novelty is there. You get it and you have fun. And, you, you know, you, no one's expecting this to be amazing. And so I'm not surprised at all that it's sold, especially in Tulsa, Oklahoma, guys. You know, you know the old stereotype there. They'll buy anything for 50 bucks. I have no, I'm just making stuff up. I have no idea what Tulsa's even like. Yeah. There you go. Lightning bolt guitar guys. Uh, next one. Yeah, this is, uh, this is on reverb. Oh, it's also listed. This actually on Facebook, but I found on reverb. There's the exact same one on reverb. Um, this is a fender cowpoke P bass from 1995. I've never seen one of these great gigging bass, super light at under eight pounds and low action. Uh, neck is straight. Almost no fretware, electronics are clean, wired passive with upgraded. I don't know why they feel the need to tell us the sexual preferences of the neck. (laughs) <laughs> two dings pictured in the paint otherwise everything as expected pickup in lynn massachusetts uh yeah this is uh the fender cowpoke um this uh, i think they got their name because of the shape of that pit guard it's like the, yeah the pit guard has a bit of like a western theme kind of vibe to it uh i was surprised to see this i almost wondered like oh is this a a different brand body with a fender neck no, on it? No, no, this is a fender. Now, here's the thing. Here's one four years ago that sold on Reverb for $350. The prices on these are one of these ones that, like, you used to be able to find them, like, two, uh, maybe, like, 250 350 and the prices have just kind of run on them. Yeah. And it's a jazz, basically, it's a jazz bass neck on a P-Bass like style thing going on and they're kind of a kind of a weird thing do you feel like the headstock is mismatched 
Like I think to the to the rest of it to the rest of it. Like I I, I feel like this deserves like a seventies style Fender headstock. Like it, it needs to be a little bit bigger and more flamboyant. Like the more compact Fender headstock, I don't think is connecting with it. Really, I can see what you're saying. Or or a Tele headstock. I think a Tele headstock would have been fun for this shape, and it would have connected the cowpoke. Yeah. Cowboy sort of aesthetic. Yeah. I think that would have. So the story on this is, I don't know why they ha- had this pit guard. I'm not sure if it came from something else uh, or is that the 51 precision pit guard? It's but, similar uh, to that. Apparently this was a, I'm reading but that, that top horn of the pit guard is wild. Like they, they took it in a different direction. Yeah. Um, I will. The thing I want to say, this is a very well done ad. Like the person who did this ad, like this is a good ad. Like this isn't like oh, the pictures and everything. crummy pictures, poor description, like doesn't really tell you what's going on. Like it's got a picture of the guitar on a scale showing you the exact weight. It's yeah. got really good pictures of the couple dings it has. Like you could you use, he's got pictures of the frets and close-ups of the frets and stuff. Like this is, this is like a model example of a used listing where anyone could look at this ad and be like, try to hit this. Yeah. No, so, so here is the thing. 750. I, I, like I said, this, I feel like that 750 could be the top end. I haven't priced these in a long time. Um, but the other thing with this is wired passive with upgraded Seymour Duncan pickups. They're basically counting that as I potentially counting that as like an upgrade, an upgrade. This originally had a Fender Precision Jazz combo, just like in here, but with an active preamp. Interesting. And so it was, uh, they Fender did these guitars uh, here and there that had what they call it Kubicki style, uh, which is where uh, they use concentric pots. So you'd have four controls on concentric pots. Concentric, yeah, sorry. I heard you say uh, Cohen-centric pots, and I was like, yeah. Cohen-centric. They're all in those movies. <laughs> I was like, what word did you just say? Um, officially, so officially, it was listed as the Fender Active Precision Base. Uh, so the comment on here is: if you stuck an Ibanez logo on the headstock, it would probably still be in production and regarded as a modern masterpiece. But yeah, it had a stacked volume balance control at the front and bass treble tone control at the rear. I really like the look of it. I really do. They're real. They're really, I, I always kept an eye out for one at a good price. And I just never found, mm. I just never found one. I probably could have, uh, you know, chased one, you know, it's one of those things where at the time I was looking for them and I was like, Oh, I don't want to pay three fifty. I need like under 300. And now they just don't, exists it's like i look at this base and i know it's called the cowpoke it's, uh-huh. it wants to do a country theme well that so but that I'm, was a thing that people just called it that's not oh, what it was called i see but but i see i do see like a, a country aesthetic mm-hmm. with a pit guard i also see like a proggy metal vibe i also see like an indie vibe like an yeah. alt like like college band kind of vibe it's kind of indie Kind of like it's just a little bit weird that it could it, like this base could be on any stage like that 
they need to bring this back as a paranormal or something like this is fun. This would be a good candidate for a base in the paranormal, in the paranormal series. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's how the, the pots work. Right. Right. So it gave you lots of extra controls. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I was shopping for one of these, I'd probably want to start with the stock. Condition. And this one I showed you on eBay is, is listed for eight fifty. So like I said, mm. Uh, there's, you don't, they only made these for two years and you just don't really find them in the wild anymore. At the time I was looking, I probably could have bought one off of talk base again, like three fifty four hundred. 400. Right. But just like, you know, that at the time I think I still had that American jazz. So I was like, Oh, do I really want to spend $400 on a, right. on a non-American Fender guitar? Ugh. Does anyone really even <sighs> want like American guitars? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah i think it looks cool i don't know about the price it sounds like it's in the realm of reality right now i think it's on the top end because again i right maybe if they still have the uh original the ad is so be worth some more the ad is so good that they could they could charge a premium because they're good with, oh, okay. with their camera and they're good at making an ad steve gotcha <laughs> do we want to do the other sponsor yeah this episode is also brought to you by chase bliss audio Yep. Follow them on social media so you can stay up on everything that they're coming up with and all the comings and goings. They did a raffle for those uh, built guitars that had moods built into them and raised at least, at least like $73,000 and a few hundred dollars on top of that. Probably. So, maybe. Probably. We assume. It's possible. It is possible they raised Probably. over seventy-three thousand dollars selling those uh, those beautiful, beautiful guitars. Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't put it in a bid to win them. That's for I, sure. I really want a lot of money. I really want to know what's coming next because they they started uh, previewing this uh, this like Starby thing. I don't know. Did, yeah. it, did that finish? I don't know. I haven't I haven't kept up on the Starby yeah, drama. But it kind of makes me think that maybe they're going to launch a new product. Watch. By the time this episode's up, Excuse me. the Starby mystery has been revealed. I know. And it is the biggest news in the world. And we missed it. We missed it. We didn't even cover it on the Let show. Go, idiots. ChaseBusAudio.com so for pedals and advertisements more creative than you are. Check them out. It's incompetence is what it is, Steve, on our part. <laughs> Thanks, Chase Bliss. <laughs> All right. This next ad was sent by Daniel Esporma. This is a Tysco. Oh, this is fun. Spectrum. I, I played a, a Tysco, not one of these acrylic ones, but I played one at Carter's mm. and had a great freaking time. I've seen a couple of these acrylic ones pop up. I saw one that was neon green, like like uh radiator fluid green yeah oh my gosh i've i know it's gonna weigh like 18 pounds or whatever but i saw that i was like i kind of want that so is this originally acrylic this isn't like somebody yeah, took all a, the parts and slapped it into an acrylic no this was a 1990 special oh, run Oh, okay yeah this isn't like a project thing like they there was a, a tysco reboot that that was doing these and it has it has all the stuff that the spectrum has. Yeah, like it it's not you know like a, an Eastwood style reboot where you know it doesn't have the original bridge and trim and and all the slider switches and stuff and split pickups. This has them all. Um, but the one that I played at Carter's had some circuit issues with mm -hmm. all those switches mm -hmm. and stuff. I think this would be fun to have because if you're having a circuit issue, you can just look through the back of the guitar and try to figure it out. 
<laughs> like, oh, what's going wrong in here? Is one of the wires disconnected? Oh, yeah, you're not wrong, actually. Yeah, you can look right in there and, like, track all the wiring. And Dumb. <laughs> figure out what happened with your guitar. I've been loving... Like legit, legitimately loving that bad cat acrylic that I have. Is oh, it yeah. in here? Oh yes. I don't know if you guys can see it. It's it's off I think camera it's here. Off camera. But I've been really enjoying like how bright and I mean, for lack of a better term, clear sounding it oh, is. Oh my god! No, it, like it has this sparkly, immediate response to your picking yeah. dynamics sort of thing. It doesn't dissipate in a warm way the way wood does. Like it's just very bright and sudden with its attack and i've been appreciating that with that guitar so now suddenly i've been acrylic curious and i you know the thing with acrylic guitars is you, you take a guitar shape that was meant for wood and you turn it into an acrylic guitar and it's going to weigh so much you kind of need them to be designed to be acrylic guitar body so this one for sure is going to weigh a freaking ton but man it's fun to look at and it's fun to think about but for thirty three hundred dollars it ain't never going to happen for me. Is that, is that how much they're asking? I yeah. I, I just cruised by the price. So yeah. Wow. And that's... Uh, I well, think, it's in Japan. No, so. I, th I think that's a fair price for these. Oh, okay. I think that's normal. I was going to say, is it, I didn't know if it was because it's like in Japan. So. Only 165 shipping. That's not too bad from, from Japan. Yeah. I've had thoughts after playing that one at Carter's mm -hmm. because Schechter ripped this shape. Yeah, for they, the for the um, is it the Omen or no? I, I was gonna say for the Sinister Gates model the but that's that's the uh, the signature model. There's there's a base model that is this shape and has that headstock shape as well. Is I've, it the Tempest? I can't. No, it's not the Tempest. I've thought about picking up one of those Schecters and then trying to reverse convert it back into like a vintage style surf guitar. <laughs> it would never be as you know, like quirky as this, mm -hmm. but I might be able to get it to hint that direction. Be like, wow, he took a Schecter and he turned it into a 60s style guitar. Like it just needs single coils and a perloid pick guard, right? Steve's going to look for it and it's going to take all night to find it. <laughs> well, I figure if I find the Sinister Gates model, then maybe it'll right. say. See, there, I want the version that has the Tysco headstock. And that one has the uh, the earwig headstock, right? But it's the exact same shape. Like like Schecter completely lifted the Tysco Spectrum and turned it into a metal yeah. guitar. No, it definitely is. Yeah, uh, Schecter. Is it, maybe it's called the Custom S. I, don't I know. only we'll see Sinister Gates models. We'll man. figure it out later. It don't matter. It's very important. All right, let's do one more ad. I just wanted to look at that, and I wanted other people to well, look at it. Before we do this last ad, if you want to support the show, help us do things that are cool and fun and fuel Ryan's fever dream of getting a Tysco Spectrum, uh, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast where for as little as $1 a month, you can make all of our dreams come true. Or as much as $30 billion a month. You can pledge that much. I mean, you're going to be giving a lot of money to Patreon. They're going to take their cut. You could give it to us directly. I'm just what, saying. What if uh, what, what if it turned out that uh, like Elon Musk want, like started, he picked up guitar mm -hmm. and he just started 
he was like, hey, I want to join Patreon, but I'm only going to pay. I only want to pay you in Dogecoin. Bring it. I don't know why. That probably wasn't you know, as funny you know as what? I thought it was. You know what? You know, no, it wasn't funny. But if, if Elon Musk wants to trade like guitar shopping tips for like a space ride, I'll take a space ride. Elon, hit me up. I'll go in orbit. That sounds fun. All right, this last ad was sent by Screen Drag, Paul Weller, uh, PV Guitar with Guitar Case, OBO 250. I think this could be worth very well worth 250. It's uh, cool looking. This is a PV Horizon 2, but the description just says black guitar with vibrator. <laughs> That's really the only reason he showed us the ad, but I like this guitar. I want to see more of this guitar. Like I I it honestly kind of reminds me of the horns on uh, on my high spirit uh, back there. Yeah. Like, I like that shape a lot. Yeah, there are definitely some worse examples of this. There's one at Guitar Center that's listed for 400. That's just a two humbucker pickup with no pick guard. That is that's gross. No, that I is, want the pick guard. I want the I want the vibrator. <laughs> oh my gosh. The thing that I will say is this has speed knobs on it. Oh, maybe we could call them vibrators. It's not a wrong term. Like it works on a couple levels. It is doing vibrato and you are vibrating it. Yeah. Why have we not made this connection before? Dude, two fifty is actually a really good price on this. Someone should jump on this. Watch out for that vibrator. Get that Uh, vibrator guys. It ships for 22 bucks. Black. This is on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, yeah. PV guitar with guitar. But is you're this, not going to be able to Is this USA? It. It's USA. Yeah. This is a USA made PV. Yeah, this is like the, an eighties one with a freaking cool body and a built-in vibrator. It's got some sort of like power rail single in the middle position. A cool pit guard. Like imagine this painted like a wild color. Or like this with like pinstripes on it. It's like a matte black. I, I think it's gone. It probably is. I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing Damn. some other PVs. But I'm not seeing this one. Did you find the seller? I mean, his name's right there in the oh, thing. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I always feel a little iffy about posting these ads on the screen here. And people we're gonna see the name sued. of the seller and like... But all these people tracked me down on Facebook and I don't know why. And I was scared. And then I sold the guitar and it's their fault. Is that how it would work? This is extra advertising for an ad, I suppose. So, I mean, it's like, I don't need another guitar in my life, but if, you know, if it was the old days where I was constantly window shopping and this was local, I might've pulled the trigger on this. This guy's name is like too, it's too generic. It's pretty yeah. generic. Good luck, right? Uh, plus, he, like you said, he probably deleted his Facebook account. We probably ruined his life. <laughs> oh, wait, Sorry, we dude. haven't talked about this yet, so I guess we couldn't have ruined his life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Um, it's hard to tell from the pictures, but like from a distance, I think it's just the way the, the pixels are lining up. It looks like this neck has been heavily used and there's like divots in the frets, but that might just be the quality of the photo. Yeah. Like I see like right, my guess. right there and I'm like, oh, is there a divot in the fret? But I, I really don't think there is. I searched for guitar with vibrator and that did not help. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, you're, you're good enough at Google to know not to do that, Steve. Well, I'm on Facebook. I just assumed that. <laughs> 
I want to, oh man, I want to, you know, pour out a drink for the homies that couldn't be here. Uh, what's his name? Noah, right? He tried to post a picture to the Facebook group. Oh. Noah, Noah Barnett. He tried to yeah, post a yeah. picture to the Facebook group to make a joke uh, a few weeks back. And it was a photo of two sock puppets. He was making fun of people that were clearly like sock puppet accounts that were trying to join the group. Um, he posted this picture of two sock puppets and they just happened to be pink socks. It was a boy sock puppet and a girl sock puppet. And the Facebook robots were like, this has nudity in it. <laughs> and they gave him like a 30-day ban because he posted a picture of sock puppets. And I'll put the picture up here so you guys can see what I'm talking about. I feel so bad for him. Yeah, he uh, he when I he did his uh, inner circle already, but because he's not going to be able to post the uh, inner circle secret Santa, uh, because he's not going to be able to post oh in the in the group because he's because the I, this episode is post Christmas. And the thing is, is that uh, is that how's freaking, your Christmas, everyone? Okay, I I'm for the most part, I appreciate. The moderation tools that Fender or that Fender that Facebook has put in place, I appreciate their efforts to be like, "Oh, you called somebody a shithead." We don't really want that on Facebook, so we're gonna auto filter. We're it. gonna auto filter that and whatever. But there are things where it's like, "No, you clearly got it wrong." And the fact that, like, as a group administrator, I don't have the ability to undo it to say to not to even to even contest say, it to to contest it. And so, like, literally, someone will be like, "I Cole Duke gets in trouble all the time for like in for threats of violence." But they're like sarcasm posts. Yeah, it's like it'll be like, "Oh yeah, it's not it's not like I was." saying that I'd like kill you or something like that. He'll say things like that. And then Facebook will be like, he wants to kill someone. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just, all I'm saying is I wish that the Facebook robots would consider Noah's post is, is all I'm saying. All right. You want to tell us about the song and get us out of here? Yeah. This week's song is sent to us by Brian Gower. Hmm. That's awesome. Is this a plane without a pilot song? It's not a plane without a pilot song. Ooh, is it a, a, a Brian Gower solo? It says, this is from my band, Just In Case. Oh, uh, the I latest EP. Well, I didn't realize he had another band. Kyle moved to Texas, so playing without a pilot is is on permanent forever. I, guess, forever I assumed hiatus. that they were going to be, uh, you know, long distance uh, relationshiping at the, so. Well, the podcast, their podcast, okay, the but Tone the Jerks. Go right. listen to the Tone Jerks, guys. Uh, is long distance relationshiping it. This song is called Despite Me Being Anti Pop Punk. I still love these boys. Uh, this song is boys. called No Aim. It's got a cool groove to it. Stoked on the way this came out. This was recorded, mixed, and mastered all DIY. Drums in a garage, guitar, bass, and vocals recorded in my bedroom studio. For guitars, Adam used his 60s reissue Gibson SG with a stock P90 into a fractal Axe 8. Uh, made presets based off of a JCM 800 and a dual rectum fryer. Uh, used ML Sound Labs IRs. He's all about ML Sound Labs. He's always talking about ML Sound Lab IRs. For bass, I used an MIM Fender P bass with Seymour Duncan quarter pounder pickups into the AX8 using a preset I made of an orange 8200B into an ML Sound Lab bass cab IR. 
I also tracked a clean DI that was used to help with mixing. Drummer, my drummer Brian Rash mixed it all, mixed it all. So credit to him for making it sound tight. So we're gonna play this, and then you guys are gonna go listen to the tone jerks, right? Everybody go listen to go check out just yeah. in case. And go check out just in case. We should go to a show. We should go to Let's show. go to the show. Is it gonna play? It's loading, okay. Present is madness Every day I'm forced to choose A sign on things I'd Rather not speak on I can't keep my mouth shut It has a monstrous mind of its own You can't win in life If you win what others say Future is fragile. I hear only chatter to fill the void of years past. Very few have both feet on the ground. It's a truth they cannot see. And I need you to stay out of the way. I can't hear what you're preaching. It's a realization. This is the kind of good part solo I, I can play with. It's got a video game feel. Like Sonic the Hedgehog is drowning.
That's the end. There it is. Good track, guys. I feel like I could hear, like, if you had, like, just played it and not told me, I would have been like, I know who's playing guitar. Like, I recognize that guitar style. But he's not playing guitar. What is he playing? He's playing bass. Oh, damn it. I've embarrassed myself. Good job, Ryan. Well, like, it sounds very familiar. I guess maybe it's just the style that they Are you saying all pop punk sounds the same? I've said it before. Damn. <laughs> Thanks for saying the song, Brian. Definitely. Now I, I feel embarrassed. It. Now I feel I embarrassed it. and I feel bad. He's going to come over here and steal your stuff. I'll give him stuff. If he wants to come over, I'll oh, give okay. him stuff. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. This has been our second episode. We're, we're loopy. Stay grounded. <laughs>